thank you so much, Jeffrey. That's such a, a lovely, warming introduction. And I'm about to tell you about how to follow your passions in a difficult world. And it might seem impossible, but that's why we're here to show you the way. Um, as Jeffrey said, we will lighten your path to um, how to develop yourself in this COVID environment. And also outside of the COVID environment, you can use these podcasts for your personal development at any stage that the world is in and you are in. So there we go. Um, cheesiness aside, I'm about to get to some more, even cheesier subjects. So it's remembering... <laughs> are you laughing, Jeffrey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's remembering what made you passionate when you were younger. Your dream and your, your dream career as a kid, uh, your general dreams could be anything. I'm not talking about being an astronaut. Maybe you wanted to be a firefighter. Maybe you wanted to be a chef. It doesn't matter. Uh, your passions might lie in helping others and there are plenty of things that you can do for that as well. So there might not be specific careers, but you might have just thought, you know, my career or my idea for the future isn't something specific, but I do want to help people. So if that's the case, um, there's so many things you can do. So if you already do engineering, you can find companies that work for the greater good of humanity, that work around your ethical basis. And there are so many companies out there. So even if you're doing, like I said, if you know, even if you're doing engineering, you don't need to start studying humanities. You don't need to start doing sociology and, and go and help some distant country. You can genuinely do it from the career that you're already in. There's, a, there's always a good industry and there's a bad industry. So if that's what you're after, definitely choose the ones that fit your moral, under, moral like grounding more. Um, you might not get as much money for it in the future, uh, in, like right now sometimes in the future, but I guarantee that it will be more uh, rewarding for you. And it will, if it, if it makes you passionate, it's better to be in a job that you're passionate for, um, no matter what it is, than one that you're not passionate for with more money. Personally, obviously you can make that decision for yourself, guys and girls. So yeah, maybe you want to be a chef, you can explore cooking. Um, you don't need to make it a career. Um, so there are some things that, you know, following your passion doesn't have to be a career. It could be a hobby, absolutely anything. So if you you can find ways, you know, you don't have to become a chef. Like I said, if, you, if you're interested in cooking, maybe you have just studied for the last six years uh, in, in medicine. You don't need to suddenly think, I'm going to follow my passion and become that chef. You can just do, spend more time cooking. You can go on YouTube videos, look up cooking, anything like that. Uh, but following your passions can literally take you down any route that you want to. Uh, could even be turning your Instagram into... A cooking, a cooking page, you know, it, it's absolutely anything. Um, so following what you wanted to do as a child doesn't mean the exact thing. Um, you can take the passion uh, and you can relive it in your, in your life right now. So
if you don't want to completely retrain, then that's okay. But if you do, let's say that medicine is where you want to go down. There are certain schemes. So if you let's say that you wanted to be a doctor or a nurse, uh, then go for it because the UK does offer, I believe, I'm not sure, depends on the current situation and stuff, but uh, they offer retraining programs for going to uni. They'll often uh, give you a student loan again um, in certain respects. But again, you have to look into this yourself. But there are so many things you can do to follow your passions at any stage in life. And on my master's course, there are so many people that um, have already been and lived their entire life. Some of them are 60, some of them are 70. Some of them are 20, 24, 20, uh, in their 30s, just all, all around life. People can pick the next stage of their life, any stage they want. Um, they just need to know, where they, know what they want to do, know what motivates them. Uh, and again, so you can do that by um, looking at your dreams uh, when you're a kid. So, Jeffrey... What kind of dreams did you have as a kid? Uh, interesting question. Um, for me, I'd say it changed uh, like from time to time. We had like in primary school, we had like a, a careers day. And I know that um, one of the parents that at, was at my primary school used to be a lawyer. So I thought for a bit, you know, maybe I'd be a lawyer. Um, but then I guess in secondary school, I was really like getting into like politics and stuff. So I thought, you know, maybe going into politics would be a thing. Um but I think one of the things that like, I saw, especially, you know, in secondary school, you've got like prefects elections and stuff. And we had that at our school, even in sixth form, we had like head boy and head girl. And I guess one of the things that I saw with that is sometimes politics can be a difficult game. As a, as a politician, you might not always be able to do the thing that you know is right. You know, it might not be feasible or possible. You know, if it's a, if you have like a vote, it can then make things difficult. Yeah, there are other there are other powers that you've got to contend with. It's exactly. Uh, you might not agree with personally. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Um, and I just feel like uh, so that's why you know I, I left politics. Um, and yeah, it was only. Are you, till... are you sure you, you you've still got a chance to storm the White House? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, it's, if it hasn't if it's been done before. Maybe not, but like. <laughs> You might be able to. <laughs> in second, um, sorry, sixth form, um, in my, you know, it was end, coming to year 13 and, you know, they were thinking about applications for, for you know, university. And I don't know, I just, I just wasn't sure of what to do. Um, and then one of my uh, physics teachers, um, his name was Mr. Tolly. He himself, I think, did like an environmental course. And he was like super passionate about like green energy and like green technology. And he'd always give you like these inf like information that you don't necessarily need, but would, was like really useful to the topic. Um, so like he, he said that, you know, like in, uh, this was like ages ago, so I don't even know if they're still doing it. But in Japan, um, he was saying like they're buying uh, all this like nuclear waste because they want to be able to find a way to make nuclear energy sustainable um, or sorry, their waste like renewable. So, you know, once the waste not normally happens is once they use waste from nuclear reactors, it gets stored somewhere, you know, it's put underground um, and it's, you know, kept there until it's, it turns into, you know, not it stops being radioactive. Um, but yeah, one of the things I liked about the, that he like, taught was he was always like you know telling you things about how you know the, the field of science is developing when it came to like applications I was just like I have no idea of what to apply and he said why don't you do like an environmental course so I was just like you know I'm, I'm up for it um and yeah I think 
when I saw that, you know, like Bruno was doing it, I applied and I got in and I was happy. And then I think, yeah, I was really, really glad with the way it's gone because I think one of the things that, um, you know, as being an environmental science student, I've learned is that it's like the environment isn't just about studying like trees or studying climate change. It's, it's about looking at all these like interlinking factors. Um, so, you know, like there's, there's social justice plays an issue, uh, plays not an issue, but plays a factor in, you know, the environment. Things like different industries. Obviously, there's ones that people think of, like the energy industry and construction industry. Um, but there's also other ones like the fashion industry and looking at why do people not want to buy sustainable clothing? Um, so, yeah, so I've, I'm really happy with that. But yes, yeah, definitely, <laughs> I'm pretty sure either six or seven year old Jeffrey was definitely not thinking at the age of like 18. Um, he would be studying environmental science. But um, but yeah, I'm honestly glad that I did. And uh, yeah, don't regret it. That is lovely. And the character development curve for you is just... Oh, thank you. They should write a book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so good. And uh, Ninoshka, have you, have you got any uh, experiences of, of your passions when you were younger and how that's influenced how you are today? Well, when I was in primary school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do because I was just enjoying being a kid. <laughs> but I mean, as you know, as you grow up, you have to think about what you want to do. And I was always interested in music because from a really young age, like my parents, you know, they they sent us for classes, like for uh, piano and like viola and that kind of stuff. So I was interested in music. And, you know, like we're saying, it was more of a passion rather than me wanting it to turn it into a career. The one thing that I was, that I always enjoyed doing was science, which I obviously ended up following. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I I really enjoyed like mainly biology because I was interested about how things work in the body and how one small change can lead to something much bigger. Um, so again, I applied to Brunel, like Jeffrey, and I did uh, biomedical sciences. And in that, I was able to basically study everything that I was interested in, to be honest. And I enjoyed it so much. I ended up doing a master's as well because I couldn't get enough of it. <laughs> but, but I mean, on the side, I still, I still kept the music up um, because I didn't want to give it up. It wasn't some, it was something that I really, really enjoyed doing. So simultaneously, whilst I was in uni, I was playing in orchestras and quartets. I was still taking lessons at Brunel because that's what they, they provided that. So I, I kept up on the side. So like, to be fair, that is a passion, but something that I enjoyed more and turned into a career is science. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you've, you've managed to, again, like wherever you go, you can find ways to live your passion, whether it's your yeah. job, whether mm. it's exactly just something you do on the side, you've found ways to do that. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. So what can you play now? What, what, what instrument yeah. do you... Uh... <laughs> so I play piano. Um, I, I play piano. I play viola. I did singing and I kind of, dabbled a little bit in trumpet wow. uh, I wouldn't say I can play it that well <laughs> but <laughs> I can well, I can make a sound need, <laughs> we don't need to use introductions anymore that we <laughs> I, I am the introduction one man band <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just get your trumpet out <laughs> okay hold on one sec <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're announcing like the king and the queen in the olden times like <laughs> <laughs> literally in, in comes our podcast obviously um, absolute royalty that's amazing yeah absolutely love it that is following your passions from child to now amazing mm. um, and please do audience let us know uh, we have a website we also have an Instagram page you can let us know um, 
how you've followed your passions and what they were. And um, if you want any tips and advice, then please feel free to send them our way and we'll be able to uh, we'll be able to respond and feature you maybe in the next podcast as well, if there's any interesting stories. So coming up to our second point, to truly follow your dreams, you need to distance yourself from the idea of making money. Money motivates so many people. Um, and whether it's motivation from, you know, an expensive lifestyle that you want, or it's pressure from your parents, uh, whatever ideal it is that, that you're working towards or is, is pushing behind you, if you solely focus on money, it will just restrict you and restrict what you want to do in the world. As soon as you're you're fixed on getting money, you're sort of following the societal trend, which isn't necessarily heading towards always the best place. Um, hence, global warming, etc. And many many companies did know about it, but don't actually adapt to it. Don't go along with it just to save money. Um, and by by joining one of those companies and, and looking for money, it's, it's it's fairly easy to make money in a world if if you, if you don't care about that things because you can apply for jobs where. Potentially, it's a bit more. Um, I don't know. It's a bit more. I wouldn't say shady, but you know what I mean. It, it's it's not on the it's not on the best side for whatever side of the industry you want to go into. But then again, it, it's not necessarily about the effect it has on the world. Sometimes making money can be easy, even in a good job. But it's just not things that you enjoy. So, for example, being an accountant, sometimes being a lawyer, uh, you're investing a lot of your time and a lot of your energy um, into things that people don't normally enjoy. They, they, they do them, maybe they like the idea of the end goal, but they don't normally enjoy the process. You can pick jobs that you do like to do that are fulfilling. And sometimes that means, you know, taking away the, the idea of money, maybe settling for a, a less exotic lifestyle, um, at least at first, and finding ways, you know, around that, such as multiple streams of, of revenue, uh, investing in certain stocks or ideas or whatever with, with, with your own research, with your own you know, force and, and research behind those ideas, you can actually find ways around it. But the thing is, is that as soon as you think, you know, I need money, I need a certain lifestyle or I need to, you know, make sure my parents are really happy with the job I'm doing. A lot of people feel pressured to going into a job that they don't really want to do. So it's worth reviewing what effect that idea of getting money has on yourself um, and, and to see how it drives you in different ways. You've got to essentially ask yourself what's more important to you. Is it making a difference, achieving a position in a certain industry? Um, is it a certain job, a certain title, a certain impact that you want on the world? It could be anything, but assess what you want for yourself truly. Um, take away the idea of money behind it and then and then try and focus to that. And you, you won't be able to do like 100% what you want and not care about money because essentially money is important in the world, but just limit if you want to follow your passions better, you need to limit your dependency uh, on your outlook for getting money. Um, and you might already be there, you might not, but it's worth reflecting on, um, thinking about and seeing how it affects your life. Um, so how about you, Jeffrey? Like, how does how does money affect your uh, your aspirations and your passions? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it feels it. Um, I think it's more one of those things that, you know, you, you want to be in a job or, or in a, you know, even in a field uh, that you're comfortable financially, so you know you'll be able to live, you know, do the things that you want to do, um, but also you're doing work that you're sort of like happy about. So I think that's one of the things that I like about environmental science. Or you know, um, I'm quite passionate about the, the topic and you know all the things that we go into. But yeah, even like thinking about because uh, you know um, 
I'm in my final year uh, at uni. So there's, there's things, I've, there's always things, you, you know, you've got to think about. So, you know, when you think of jobs afterwards, I have thought about like, you know, where will I work? Will I focus on, you know, something that gives me a big salary? And I think one of the things that I, I guess I've learned um, from, you know, like three years of, you know, like course and like one year of a placement is that I just want to do a job that I enjoy uh, more than, the, more than, you know, getting paid. I want to do a job that I can be like, yeah, I made a difference today. Or, you know, today I did something and it was really cool. Like a job that always, always tests you, you know, it might be a bit stressful sometimes, but always one that, you know, you can come home and you feel like I did a really good job today. I don't want something that, you know, gets a bit too repetitive and it's a bit boring. Yeah, your, but, your job can take you to literally the top of a mountain. You can go exactly. into Volcano, you know, what could be more fun? <laughs> <laughs> you can have banana trees falling on you. This is yeah. the story for another time, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll, we'll save that one. We'll save that one for another time. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, and it's and it's like one of the things like going uh, on different like course trips, going to different places, it's shown like you know, some people I've met when like the, the lecturers have brought like speakers in, some people said that the, you know they're marine biologists, so they've like gone to different places around the world and looked at um you know species that live there. Someone was like a dolphin expert, a whale expert. Some people have been to like the coral reef. Uh, obviously, you know, sometimes it can be hard to follow your passion. Uh, immediately without having, you know, that bit of finance. So I'm like, you know, if, if at first you can't, you know, follow your passion because, you know, you want to start, let's say you want to start a business, but you don't have any connections or, you, you know, you want to sell a product at some point, you know, you just got to, you just got to reflect and feel like, are you, are you happy with like the work that you do? Like, if, do you see yourself working in this place in life? I don't know, let's say like two more years doing the exact same thing. And if you're not, then you, you know, just think about like what what you used to be passionate about, or what you were passionate about, whether you've lost that passion because finance became a thing. Um, even like, you know, in the last year, there's been difficulties with, you know, like people losing their jobs and stuff. So obviously, you know, we're not saying ignore the finance, um, you know, focus solely on your your money. Um, so yeah, but just, just think about that, you know, once things, you know, get to a better sense of normal and, you know, once you find yourself in like a stable job, um, just think about, you know, are you happy with the work that you're doing? Are you happy with the way you're being treated at your workplace? Um, That's so important. Yeah. And yeah. If, Some people, it could, it could be something you want to do, but mm, the actual, the environment that you're in, the particular company just isn't what fits you. Exactly. It's where you're going to feel that your passions are really being fulfilled. Exactly. No, definitely. That's so good because also I have a friend, um, and he's he's gone on to do uh, game design now. But he was oh, wow. he was originally he studied for coding, and he was working for a water treatment plant, and he was okay. being paid a lot more there. But his dream was to do uh, coding for games. Um, so he he quit his well, he didn't quit his job there. He he got another he got a job offer uh, first from this other company, and then he gave his notice and then went there straight away. Even though he gets paid less. He knows he prefers it and he feels more fulfilled. He actually feels better in the job, even even though there's less money. He knows that it's it's something that he really wants to be doing in the future. And there's more of an investment because if you invest your CV and your time and your experience into a field that you want to go into now, by the time you're, you know, 10 years down the line, you can get a higher position in a company that you prefer rather than in one you don't prefer. So it'll, it'll have a knock-on effect of actually exactly. getting more money in an industry that you'll probably have more energy to put towards. But yeah, definitely. Th- thanks, Jeffrey. And no, how about Ninoshka? Like, have you experienced any ideas of, of how money has influenced your way of following your passions? Well, so like what you and Jeffrey were saying, it's, it's very true that money shouldn't be the thing that influences what you do with your life. Because in the end, you, you only have one life and you have to just live it 
however it, well, like however it makes you happy. And it's also like Jeffrey was saying uh, a little bit earlier, like in, initially you do need to have that financial stability before you can pursue your passions. Because as he said, if you want to run a business, where are you going to get the capital from to start your business? You're going to need to do something. So I'm not saying like, yeah, fine, be unhappy in a job for a while till you can do what you're happy. But you have to kind of think of it in that aspect as well of, okay, I want to start said business, but I need to also think logically about how I'm going to do it. How is this going to be a success? But then again, like it's never, it's never too late to change your career. So you can be, you can be, I don't know, 40, 50 and think, I don't want to do this job anymore. And it's, it, it will only be like, what, another three years if you want to do a degree to change what you're doing. It's, it's not the end of the world, I don't think. So like if, say if you're a lawyer, for example, and you want to do medicine, a, a grad med course is only another four years. So another four years to do something that you're happy doing, as opposed to another 20 years where you're in a job that makes you unhappy. If you get what I, if you get what I'm kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like an investment, like you said. Yeah, it is an investment. And like, if it makes you happy, it makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for me, uh, I, I enjoy what I'm doing. So I can't complain, to be honest. It's not all about, it's not all about money, but it, I'm, I'm just lucky that I enjoy the job that I'm in and the field that I'm in. And I find what I'm doing interesting and challenging and it makes me want to learn more about it. So in that sense, I'm very lucky. But I don't know, like you said, 10 years down the line, I might not want to do that anymore. <laughs> we just don't know. Yeah, and life will take you in many different directions. No, exactly. Following your passion doesn't mean following, like we said before, like what motivated you as a child. But let's say that that yeah. you're now an adult and what you wanted to do as a child, you know, isn't something you want to do. You don't, you don't want to run into a burning a burning building as a father. Exactly. Completely okay, you know. Yeah. And obviously, <laughs> dreams change. <laughs> Things do change. Yeah. Um, I'm not talking from personal experience, but yeah, I don't... <laughs> of course. <laughs> Oh, there was one thing I did want to add um, on. Uh, it sort of like links into this, um, but you know, Brunel uh, itself. I guess for any Brunel listeners, um, they do have like for anyone who wants to support, you know, not support, but anyone who wants to like start a business or you know work on an idea and create into a business. There are loads of things like resources at Brunel. The PDC are very you know, open about supporting students with that and helping students. They run like yearly competitions for students. Who are, so it's like a, the competition is, it's an entrepreneur competition. You just have to come up with like a business idea. Um, but that's, that works that, you know, it's for Brunel, current Brunel students, uh, whether masters, undergrad, PhD, um, but it's also available for, I think, recent graduates for up to three years afterwards. And like the max prize you get is like 10,000 pounds. Um, oh, wow. When, yeah, like £10,000 into your idea. Um, and then I think because the panel that like assess you are by proper, um, like biz, they're people who've like started businesses themselves. So it's sort of like Shark Tank, I guess. But yeah, so they'll they'll ask you like questions. You have to do stuff. Uh, and yeah, I'd, I'd say it's definitely really good. Um, but even if you didn't want to do that, there's things like the Entrepreneur Society that uh, is used to, you know, support entre- students who do um entrepreneurial things or want to start a business so uh so yeah i definitely recommend if anyone's listening and they are interested um go to the pdc or brunel professional development center um and they've got an instagram uh, account as well so if you you wanted to email them or send them an instagram message you you definitely can yeah definitely and, and check out any if, you, if you're at a different uni if you've been to a different uni check out what they have to offer as well because they they could offer 
similar um, a similar financial um, scheme for you. So yeah, definitely too. That's a that's a really good point, Jeffrey. Thanks. No worries. Okay, and the third point is scouting the industry. It's so easy to think of a job that you want to do and just hope that it works out and that you get there. But you need to search the industry for what you want to do, the specific thing, the specific area where you want to end up. You might not know exactly where, but you need to look at the, the broad spectrum of jobs that are, that are, that are within uh, what you want to be, where you want to be, and what, what you want to be in the future. So it's, it's really worth looking at how you get there. So that would, that would involve going to the job market, um, figuring out the sort of job that you want to end up in, taking that, seeing what the requirements are, seeing what experience they need, seeing what skills they're looking for, uh, and really cultivate those skills now. Because your passion, uh, if it's not you know, learning how to cook a lasagna, it's going to take a bit more time if you, if you want to do something like what Jeffrey does, um, actually changing um, climate issues through working with the environment. You need specific skills. You might need a degree. You might need to do studying. You might need to do an extra. You might need to do a master's with some. Uh, for example, if you wanted to be a, a chartered psychologist um, specialising in therapy and you wanted to be a therapist, you've got to do a psychology degree. Then you've got to do a master's degree uh, following that. So there are so many factors that you need to include in your passions uh, you can't just hope to be there. You've got you've got to invest in it now, um, and there's no time like now to invest in it because you know the more you delay, the less that you can get there. Obviously, if you need to do a course, you need to start that wh- whenever you need to start it. But you can't just hope to just end up there uh, is the main thing. But then you might not want to do something that's along the beaten track. You might want to you know innovate in some way, whether that's with a product with a different kind of industry entirely because every industry started off at some point with something that's unrecognizable from what it is today. And let's say that you've got an idea of starting something that just doesn't exist yet. You're not going to find a job for that. And that's completely fine as well. You can just, you can just think of what you need and how to get there logically and, and figure that out in your own way. But, but for most people, their passions and their desires might be a certain job might be a, a certain role it could be anything it, it, your you know your passion could be working in hr and that's you know that's completely fine as well um and so to do that you need to know what skills are required what kind of person they're looking for um and just and just work towards that now um the fourth point is what motivates or inspires you so what and who so who motivates you um who do you look up to uh, are they a real person or are they a character? Like you could be really, you could be motivated by Harvey Specter suits and you really want to become a lawyer from that. Or you could be completely motivated by Einstein or Ruth Ginsburg um, or even Elon Musk um, for his innovating skills, like absolutely anything. Um, Recognise who you're drawn to what you like about these people, what vision they have, and what vision that you can bring to to add on in some way. What 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 is it that you recognise and, and admire in them, and how do you think that you can do that yourself? Do you think that that's what you want? Because often the people that we look up to do the things that we want to do. 
to find out your passion, sometimes you need to look at who your role models are, what effect they have on your life, and whether that is what you want to do, because often they do coincide. Um, so who motivates you, Jeffrey? Um, I heard that you've got a few a few motivators um, <laughs> that you look up to. So yeah, please tell us about that. Hmm. I would say, I guess one motivator uh, is definitely my family. I think um, as a whole, like they're very supportive on like different things that I do. So for example, um, you know, I've got the new generation um, Instagram page that, you know, looks at promoting sustainable fashion and they've been like really supportive of that. You know, when it comes to things like my, um, like the fashion shows we did before lockdown, you know, they're always there, always helping on the day. Um, so yeah, I definitely say my family is, is one of my motivators. Um, I guess also the other thing that motivates me is just the idea of, you know, making making a difference in someone's life. Um, like I genuinely, I guess one of the things that I want to do with like any of the, any of the things that I do, whether it's like, you know, through society, through my, you know, academic studies or through anything, I always just want to be able to, you know, help people where I can. Um, because I feel like, well, that's one of the things that I've learned, um, you know, through the, well, not only through my course, but like through, um, you know, I guess life is that, you know, sometimes, People just need, you know, that one person to just help support them with an idea and it, you know, pops off and becomes an amazing thing. Um, and I think, yeah, I just I just always want to be able to, you know, help people where I can. So I guess, um, yeah, those would probably be the the two main things that that motivate me and, you know, make keep reminding me that, you know, like even when, you know, even now, like in lockdown, there's times when I just get you know, tired of my dissertation or, you know, tired of just, you know, working on like a certain thing. Um, but yeah, but if they, you know, those things just keep reminding me that, you know, there will be, you know, a benefit at the end. And I think that's also, uh, that's probably the last, you know, of the, th of the three reasons or three things that motivate me. Um, that would be one of the main ones of um, just the idea of, you know, having something, you know, seeing the end result, I guess. Um, so, you know, when it comes to like uni, um, you know, university can be tough. But um, like one of the things that my dad always used to say, like he said recently, I like, just think, um, you know, it comes September, not sorry, not September, like come July, you'll have graduated, like everything would have, you know, you would have done all the, like all this hard work would have just come to, you know, would have come out and you would have got a really good grade or, you know, first, second, um, or you would have, been, you know, if you put all your hard work in it and whatever grade you get, you know, you put all your work into it. So you know that you did a really good job. Um, and yeah, I guess it's that idea of just, you know, putting all your effort into something, knowing that, you know, you can make the end result essentially whatever you want to be. Um, so you can make it like be as amazing as you want or, um, as I guess as, as and the opposite is as not as amazing as you want as it could be um so yeah just looking at the end result and just thinking you know if I put all you know if I put all this hard work in now I'm gonna reap like so many benefits afterwards that I might as well just tough it out it will be tough for a couple of weeks but then boom you find out your dissertation submitted and you've got a really good grade or you know you do it and um you've got really good feedback on your coursework um 
or you know you you apply for this app you know you might have applied for loads of applications and not heard back from anyone but then you do it and then the one job that you know you didn't think you would get you got and it turns out it's other company that you really liked um so yeah i guess those would be the things that definitely motivate me and you know keep reminding me when you know times might get tough to always keep going you know go the extra mile never never have the regret that you know you could have done more that's like the worst thing um that, and it's the worst feeling ever of you know looking back on something and thinking yeah i should have done like loads more thank you and um ninoshka um do you have any role models that you look up to uh yeah so again similar to jeffrey's so um, the biggest kind of role models that i have are my family um beautiful i, I know <laughs> no so basically um are they, are they are they listening to the podcast is that why you said it <laughs> I mean, let's hope so. <laughs> Shout out to them. <laughs> no, um, uh, they're standing but... right behind you now. <laughs> as, as we're recording, <laughs> they're like, yeah, okay, may- maybe they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, my uncles and all that. So they're they're in India and they have their own business and stuff. I've I've heard about how it was when they initially started and how hard it was to you know break even and everything but the fact that now i can see how like what it's become and i can i can still see to this day like the work that goes into it like the long hours that they put into it that like running a business becomes kind of your life it's not a nine to five job like how i have or anyone else it's just it's an on it's it's a 24 7 thing to be honest Mm -hmm. um and with the business that they're doing there's no weekends. So it is a seven day job, to be honest. So I've seen kind of, I've seen them essentially all my life and they've never complained about how hard anything is or long days or lack of sleep, nothing like that. They just, they just get on with life, if I'm being honest. And that's kind of, so even when I find something difficult, I'm like, oh my God, this is the most horrible, like, this is so difficult. This is horrible. But then I think, yeah, but it's nothing compared to. Yeah, I one hundred percent empathise with that, <laughs> and it's come it's come in a different form for me. But I remember when the um, in my halls the, the the hot water went and it was a cold shower, and I'm like, oh. do I do it? And there's me stressing about it, and then I think my mum didn't even grow up with hot water. Why? Why would I? <laughs> Why, Why should I care? Like she's been her entire childhood without hot water. So like I can't exactly complain. I just got in it. I was just like, you know, if my mum can do it, why can't I? You're the giving yourself a pep talk before you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> Channel with my mum. <laughs> but yeah, no, hundred percent like in same in industry, you know, if you if you think like, oh I can't do it, I can't do it, all you've got to do is look up to your role models. Mm. How do they do it? They went yeah. through difficulties. No, they, for sure. They've overcome their own battles. Um, maybe worse, maybe not worse, but either way, um, everything's doable. And mm-hmm. you do, everyone's everyone's entitled to their best go at influencing, changing, and revolutionising whatever they can in the world. Mm. Um, so everyone needs to use that like initial, that birthright almost, to to change and do and be what they want to be. But yeah, no, that's that's one hundred percent right, and it's it's so nice to look up to family as well because there's such mm-hmm. a connection there. That yeah, you can, for sure. You know, you know, hearing about some guy or girl that did it, you know, and they're in the industry, and I'm looking up to them. It it it's different to knowing that someone of your own family 
has been able mm. to do it, it gives you it gives you that strength that you know it's not it's not some faraway concept. It's someone very close to you. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. So family is such a good example. And number six, you need to enjoy something whilst being good at it. To do a job, to do something that you enjoy, really you have to be good at it. And you need to fulfill certain criteria for certain jobs. And that could be analytical skills. It could be mathematics. It could be physical physical dexterity. It could be anything. To make it easier, if you, if you don't feel you've got a natural affinity for a job, it's not generally something that should would be your passion. But if it is, you've got to review that. Um, but it's not the end of the world because it's not set in stone, essentially. You can take your passions and if you're not good at a certain part of it, if you're not good at, say, the physical side, the mental side, you can work on it, you can improve yourself and you can develop. And we will have the capacity to learn new skills, even if we think we're bad at it. And normally it's that mental block where we think that we're bad at something that stops us from doing it. So there's a big difference between growth mindsets and fixed mindsets. Um, and it's always better to have a growth mindset, especially when you're motivating yourself towards your passion. A growth mindset, you can take something you enjoy and become good at it. So a growth mindset's about not avoiding challenges, but embracing them. It's about not giving up, but persisting when you're challenged. Um, instead of seeing effort as wasted time, it's about seeing effort as a path to developing yourself. Um, it's not about giving up when you're criticized, but taking on that criticism, using what people criticize you with to develop yourself and to grow. Um, it's not being threatened by the success of others. Um, you might be intimidated by someone in the industry, a colleague, um, the industry itself, but just taking other people and their success as lessons and examples of how you can actually progress yourself in the world. If they can do it, then you can do it. Um, so you've got to see successes around you uh, of other people as an example of how you can actually influence the world. And just just look around, and there are so many people that you hear about every day that have made such, whether it's science, making leaps in science, whether it's with the environment, whether it's David Attenborough, whether it's a, a politician, a lawyer, an actor, an actress, it could be absolutely anyone. And just knowing that they can have such an impact as an individual, you can have such an impact as well. You can have that exact same impact. And if you don't have that growth mindset, if you're sort of, if you're stagnant, believing that you're you're still this 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 person that doesn't know anything, that can't do anything, that like is pushed around by life, that will limit you. But if you grow and realize that actually there's evidence all around you that individuals can make a difference, um, then you can apply that lesson to developing yourself, uh, growing and and channeling your way into your passions to be who you want to be. So to follow your passions, you need to to just completely surpass your mental limitations and meet your fullest potential. Uh, and that will take determination and persistence. But afterwards, you'll feel such an intense sense of free will, knowing that once you've paved your way once, you can do it so many times in so many different areas of your life. Um, at first, your passions might be about work. It could be something you want to do as a job. Uh, maybe it could be a hobby, but then you could grow your passions. Your passions can, once you've reached a milestone, you might sit there thinking, I've done that. What can I do now? I mean, it could, it could go into your family life, could go into your friendships. Your passions can be literally anything. Um, 
so just know that that if if another person does it, there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to do it, um, with the odd exception. But for most cases, you know, if someone else does it, you can do it. And if someone else hasn't done it yet, that's a perfect opportunity for you to do it and just know that other people have achieved so much in the world as individuals that you too can just follow that passion and just go with it. Finally, I'd like to discuss the impact that COVID has on our beloved passions. If you're like most people, you'll see this as a block in your life, stopping you reaching your goals and reaching the pub. So I know a lot of people right now are spending much more time on Netflix um, and letting themselves acclimatise to waiting for the government to come in and save you with a vaccine. But growth, this growth mindset I was talking about, means taking into your own hands the responsibility to follow your passions using this crucial time to prepare, research, cultivate skills uh, that you will need to follow this path in life that you want to take. Um, You may even be able to follow some of your passions during this time, uh, like, for example, if they're computer-based, Uh, So basically use this time. It's so important. Every time in our life is important. We use, you know, a year is actually quite a a long time. It's it's a decent segment of our lives that are taken. Let's say we live till 80. That's still one out of 80. That's that's a a lot of time, especially during this crucial stage that we can actually do to cultivate things in our life. So if we, if we do have some time, it doesn't mean you have to spend the entire year that you're stuck inside, et cetera. Um, you know, researching all the time, you know, obviously have your, have your breaks, have your, um, you know, have your little excursions into the digital world, go onto Facebook, go onto Instagram, you know, like have your relaxing time, but just make sure you do use the time that you have now because it's, it's easy to think like, Oh, everyone else is, everyone else is doing nothing. I don't really feel bad if I use my furlough to just uh, binge watch, the Queen's Gambit or something like that, but it's, it's, it's so important to, to see what you want to do in life. And this is such a good time where there's no distractions, where you can just put your passions and your, your ideas of what you do, want to do in the future into a reality in, in terms of creating skills, creating ideas, and maybe even adding to what you already wanted to do. Maybe you could add an online aspect now that the world is changing in different ways, you know, you can, maybe you need to adapt some of your passions and this is a perfect time to do it. So you can make the excuse in life that COVID happened to you and you sat and waited for something to happen, or you could say that you used every opportunity to move forward. So use this time. Um, And we want to hear examples of how people have used their time in productive ways over um, this period, over the COVID period. So do send these in. Uh, We will listen to them. And you might even be featured on our next show. So just to end, um, I'd like to remind people that let's say that you want to do something for your passion. If it's helping someone, if it's doing a particular thing, like I said, with cooking, it doesn't need to take up your every waking moment. It doesn't have to take up your full-time job, even your nine to five. You can still have a nine to five and do things that you want to do in the weekends, after hours. It could be, if you wanted to help people, it could be volunteering. It could be... Um, investing your time into developing cooking skills, developing uh, programming skills, whatever it is. Uh, it doesn't have to be your nine to five. You, c- you can follow it along with your job. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's still your passion. And that's, 
there's still ways to do it. And let's say you get really good at it. Let's say it's something that you really want to do. You're volunteering for a certain company. You could apply for a full-time role. You're doing coding in your spare time and you could um, eventually apply for a coding job, uh, get some more experience in that. That's, these, are, these are all things to consider. Um, and that's basically it, guys. And thank you so much, and girls. And thank you so much for um, listening to me for our first podcast. Jeffrey honoured me with the, uh, with the topic of passions. Uh, which I've introduced and hopefully have left everyone with a good impression of what they want to do with their lives and a good impression of our podcast as well. So I'm going to go over to Jeffrey now. Uh, he's going to take over with our person of the month and other amazing, exotic and interesting things. So Jeffrey, thank you so much for giving me the honour of this very first episode. No, 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 you're welcome, Sam. And uh, yeah, thank you for, for you know, bringing such an important and relevant topic to light. Um, so yeah, so one thing that we're going to be doing throughout this podcast series is we will be doing the MC of the month. So obviously, you know, we've called Pick Up The Mics, we've related it to, to microphones with MC. Uh, but this person is basically, you know, someone we want to highlight who we believe is, you know, very relevant to the topic that we're, we're discussing. Um, so today, uh, the person, or this month, I should say that where the person that we're picking is uh, someone called Yara Shahidi. Um, if you're a listener and you've watched shows like Blackish or Grownish, uh, she's on there. And basically, she is an actor. She's around um, our age. She recently just turned 21. But the reason for picking her is, you know, she's she followed her passion of of acting. Um, and, you know, she's been acting for a long time. But she's also very passionate about promoting, you know, different causes. Uh, she's very passionate about, you know. Being, uh, you know, promoting feminism and raising awareness about it. But uh, one of the ones that, uh, you know, relates to the three of us is not only students that have studied STEM subjects, but also, you know, students that have helped with the STEM team at Brunel. Is she's also like a huge advocate for STEM awareness, uh, especially in America. Um, and she's like done, uh, she's worked at different companies. Uh, she's also, you know, been a campaign, um, helped with campaigns to allow funds um to be put towards STEM programs within different uh, parts of America. Um, and yeah, she's been passionate for it uh, since she was, you know, very young. She's, uh, you know, it's led to her, you know, the picking um, the, the course that she wanted when she went to college or university to us. Um, but yeah, so I think that she's a really good person to, 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 to follow. And, um, you know, if you don't, if you do watch, uh, if you want to know more about her, you can check out uh, her TV shows that she's currently in, Blackish and Grownish. They're both very good shows. Um, they're still ongoing as well, aren't they? Yeah, they're still ongoing. Um, I think so one, of our, one of our quotes as well was, what the pandemic has brought is a knowledge that nothing is certain. Mm. So you have to be as dynamic as the circumstances, and that really fits in with our message today as well. But yeah. sorry, yeah, back to you. No, 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 no. That's wonderful. Um, and yeah, so I think that's... I think. That's a perfect way to, to end it. So yeah, that's why we've picked her as the um, as the MC for this month. Uh, if you have you know any suggestions for MCs for next month, like we said, just send us a message on our website or on our Instagram. Um, our website is in our the link of our Instagram account. Our Instagram account is pick up the mic Brunel. Um, but yeah, you know, thank you, thank you very much for for listening. Um, 
thank you you know for taking the time to be to be involved with this podcast and like I said we're always looking for new people to get on board and you know interview so if there's someone or a topic you might think is quite relevant please do let us know and we're looking forward to seeing your answers to some of the questions uh, that we've discussed today so um, yeah that's a that's a goodbye from me and uh, yeah goodbye from Sam and Anushka so thanks for listening everyone and uh, yeah speak to you all very soon